0: ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region.
1: It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattingill.
0: Hello sports fans. Well, hello there.
1: Local sports, national sports, the G-Cat has got you covered.
2: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
1: Time to tee it up and
3: let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
4: Oh man, it's been a bit since we've been on the air. Hopefully everybody had a happy Christmas, a happy holiday as well this past weekend. As we are live on location at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic. Dr. Joshua led over to our right. Ready to get going. We got a ton to chat about. I feel like I, have, I haven't. I, I, it's not only that I feel like I haven't talked a lot the last couple of days, but I legitimately have not talked the last couple of days.
5: Yeah, there's definitely a lot to cover, a lot of sports, a lot of good sports this past weekend. <laughs> yeah. So good stuff uh, a ton to get into. Lots of
4: news here as well. News in the NFL. News, obviously, when it comes to your New Orleans Saints, which I want to hear from from you guys um, based off of the game on Saturday. It feels like forever ago. You know, that it actually took place. And then last night, Pelicans, look, they went on a seven-game win streak, Josh, which was impressive enough and how they did it. Zion, I think, became that superstar during that stretch, right? There was a step. But in this current three-game win streak that this team has – there is another theme. It has nothing to do with superstardom. It has everything to do with team and last night. Shot fake. Get it to Billy. Back to Devontae. Another shot fake. Up top. Swinging around the Najee at the buzzer. Oh, the glass!
3: And in from the left wing! The bank is open in
1: downtown New Orleans.
4: I mean, that that highlight right there literally kind of describes not only the night for Najee Marshall,
5: right. but also I think what you've seen in this three-game well, winning you, and I, right now. you and I talked about this in the beginning of the season, even before the season started, how deep this team was, and we are really seeing it on display, especially the last three games with everyone being out. I think we had six guys out last night. People are sick. People aren't feeling well, and uh, these guys are just stepping up, man. The role players are becoming starters, and the starters are are doing their job. It, it's unbelievable, Najee Marshall with a career. Hi,
4: 22 points yesterday. It is the seventh different player on this team. Rod Walker tweeted this last night to lead the team in scoring. Like, think about that. The roster is 15. Right. Right? <sighs> seventh different player to lead the team in scoring. And, you know, it's funny because we were calling Jim Eichenhoff for Pelicans.com, the Oracle yesterday. Um, I walk into the studio. It's like 4.15, Graff in here talking. He's like, Jim says they're, they're winning today. And I'm like, how you don't have anybody? It's not right. that I—it's not that I don't go in there thinking they will or not. I'm just, you know, when you're seeing no Herb Jones, no Dyson Daniels due to illness, I know, didn't even Zion. know who was going to start. Well, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, literally, and again, I'm not being ugly, but for the most part, when you sit there and you look at your starters, it's Naji, Jackson, Hayes, Jose, Alvarado. That's three of your starters that are being replaced by those guys. Now, Jonas and CJ are in there, but CJ won exactly on last night, 5 of 14, 19 points. Jonas, Mm. another double-double, 20 and 10, and 20 and 12, his 300th double-double. By the way, you know who has 305? Russell Westbrook. Like When you start putting that into perspective, what Jonas has done is unbelievable when you think about it, because you think of Russ. And you're thinking of the double doubles, the triple doubles, the all time and all that stuff. That ought to give you an idea though of how steady and constant he's been For a as long a pro. Time, yeah. He's incredible. But again, I'm thinking of that. I'm like, well, okay. And again, because the Pacers had come into that game
5: on a two game win streak, right. having
4: won at Boston and at Miami.
5: Yeah, no slump no slump <laughs> wins. I mean no, no. they were coming in hot. They have a legit all star on their team and um the guy, Halliburton's been doing Yeah just dropped forty, the game winner. Right. I mean it's you're thinking going incredible. I'm thinking yeah. all right he's gonna have a great game and we're gonna, you know, have to fight it out. They just dominated. Willie Green in pregame
4: said that no matter what they were going to do, this team was going to shoot forty three pointers, the Pacers. He's like, We're just gonna hope that it, it you know somehow get them in the way. They were nine of thirty five Indiana. The Pelicans were twelve of 40. It was the Pels actually launching the the more uh, three pointers, but it was defense all night. We're going to do this in a little bit because the first hour, no guest. Open up the phone lines, 800 998 1003. Brought to you by the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. But the reason is because there's so much sound that we want to get into, not only from the weekend with the Saints, which we're going to get into next, but also with this Pels team and, and what you see on here. And most of these highlights. Josh, it's off of a defensive play. It's offensive rebound or if it's a steal or to tip. Those were the reasons, lack thereof, they lost four straight. Rebounding, second chance points, you name it. Well last night the team had sixteen offensive rebounds turn it into twenty six points, all right? So second chance points there. Indiana was held to six and only got eight. So
5: they're a small team too. We we actually used our, you know, length. Uh, last night in a really good way and, you know, we got all those rebounds and we were able to actually do something with them. Whereas those four game losing streak, you're playing teams that were just as long or longer than we are. And I think it made it tough on them, especially yeah. without a couple guys that we were missing during that stretch. But it was nice to see last night these guys come through and do, you know, what Willie's been talking about. Uh, it's incredible.
4: Like I said, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the bigger wins, I think, this season when you start thinking of everything. And that was just yesterday. I think the OKC win with Jackson Hayes. Going for what he did, 22 point I mean, that, again, it, it was insane the night that he had, considering a guy that hadn't played. And they don't win that game without Jackson Hayes. Period. Period. End of story. The third quarter, he took over and helped them. And that was on a back to back. Look, the game here on Friday, you would just just get a win. And then uh, maybe a split on, you know, right. on Christmas Eve over there at OKC. Because again, that was another team. That was playing very well. You know, Shake Gil- Gilgis Alexander is ridiculous. I mean, like,
5: but and they almost got us last time too. Right.
4: And, and you know, that game went to overtime, but right. they found a way to win. So this team's finding ways to win and other guys are stepping up. Josh, it was, it was incredible because, uh, Trey Murphy was, uh, had this to say after the game on Saturday.
6: It's crazy, man. It just shows how deep our team is. And I
5: mean, It also shows how good Jackson is to, you know, come out having not played in a
6: while and, you know, being a really big contributor in a game like that.
5: So
4: that's what's incredible when you think of not only the depth, but also one of the things that he touched on as well was really, uh, you know, like where the team is and and how, like, deep it is in terms of uh, their standings. Yeah, I
5: mean, once again – I've said it many times in in my press conferences, you know, next man up, we got a lot of guys and, you know, we have more than
6: enough to win games. We've had eight games where we've been fully healthy. And what are we in the West right now? We have 20 wins right now. I don't think anybody else has 20 wins.
5: So what does that make us? Anybody? I think right now it
4: is tied for third because of some percentage points.
2: All right, fine.
4: We're third in the West with eight full healthy games. I'll take that. So they're a half game out of first place. They were right. second yesterday because, again, that was Saturday. With everything that played on Sunday and going into Monday's action, they were second, uh, and they stayed in second. Half game above Memphis, half game behind Denver. And listen what I love. It, just stay in and around that it's area. It's going to be a battle, man. That, it's fine. But it is crazy. When you look at this team and where they are, eight games – They've been healthy. Eight. Right. You know, and some would argue that this team has looked better. I mean, look, there was a time – before Zion, when he had missed it, like three or four games, we were like, man, maybe they play better without him. And then he comes and he plays incredible in that seven game win streak. And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, how
5: does this team win without him? And, I know, see so many people every day in it's here. Unreal. You, know, you know that, Gus. And yeah. we talk about sports all the time. We talk about you and the show and everything else. And during those stretches, you know, I had moments where like people were like, we don't need Zion. Obviously he, he, he doesn't uh, have to be here for us to win. And then, right. you know, he comes back and it's like, well, we don't need BI and we don't need Jonas. And it's like, we need everybody. That's what makes this team so good. Every night, you don't know who's going to come through, who's going to who's going to be the top scorer. Like you said, we've had all these guys score, you know, high high scoring games, and um, it's just incredible to watch. And then Jackson comes out, and all you're doing is waiting for him to make some fouls, and the dude doesn't. You know, I saw him last night go up for a block. He just literally straight up and down. I was like, Where have the you two been? Two handed block. Where have the, you been? Not just that.
4: On the way down, which didn't take long, right? Because right. I mean. The, Kind of, I mean, that's kind of one of those things you and I, I'd become seeing you because my back be (laughs) broke. Um, but on the way down to have the wherewithal to throw the ball before he landed on his butt. Right. Right by the bottom of the the basket there, because he saved it. I mean, it was going out of bounds, right? He grabbed it and then just threw it back into play. Um, I don't know if it's something That's another player, man, that just, it just snapped and he realized. That's what I was about to say. That's how I get on. And, and, And again, I don't think this is a problem. I know some people are out there going, how do you do rotate? Don't worry about it because what are you seeing so far through three months? There's going to be injuries. People are going to get sick. You're going to need people and, and players to be able to come in and do what they need to do. So I think that's the thing that I think is beneficial here because while I would have loved Brandon Ingram to be playing the last 20-some-odd days, that's less wear and tear in his body. All
5: right. Thankfully, we
4: have the depth just, that he doesn't I'm, have to. I'm just saying, right, exactly. You know, Zion missing. Now, granted, he... Past COVID, he's feeling better, but he's right. got to get his win. But that's two, three less games, you know, on, on the wear and tear. And you're winning. That's the beauty of it, that you're not sitting here looking at it in this position group where you're like, if they don't play, they're losing. And you're right. and you're dropping in the standings. You go from four to eight to ten. The Lakers are above you and all that. That's not the case. You're second in the West on a Tuesday. Yeah.
5: And as a fan watching the game, I mean, that's all you want is to have a chance. And with this team, you feel like you always have a chance. I'm always excited to watch the games, to go to the games. You never know who's gonna who's gonna show up and show out, so it's it's a fun time right now.
4: Well, um, here is head coach Willie Green on the win from last night. The question was, is this one of the best wins of the season?
7: I don't know. Uh, we, we're, we're all just uh, grateful. Um, thanking God for this opportunity and guys get an opportunity to play, it's, it's a blessing to see the work that they put in, the work that the coaches put in, our, our, our whole staff, and for uh, these guys, and I said this in the locker room, to take advantage of opportunities like this. It's hard to do that and come out with a win, so uh, we're, we're incredibly um, grateful.
4: I think one of the things, too, that, that stood out, I, I love listening to what Najee said yesterday on How this team plays for one another and everything?
6: I knew when I first got here my rookie year, and I know that's easy to say, but, you know, Zion and B.I. and just watching them play, I'm like, how are we not one of the best in the league? And I just knew it was um, a matter of time. And just to see it all unfold, I mean, countless summers, me and B.I., countless conversations, I should say, me and B.I. talked about this moment right here. and even James Johnson's on the other team. We talked about this moment, me, him, and Jack. So just to see it all fall through a little bit, uh, it's beautiful.
4: Here's Jonas, who had, again, a double-doubles, 300th of his
0: career.
7: Ten guys not going to score 20-plus points. So we all got to, you know, take our roles and, and see where we can be productive, what plays we can make. And, uh, you know, there is no selfishness on this team. So we all know one night is CJ's night, one night is, you know, Zion's. We can go down the list. But uh, we all know that uh end of the day, uh team is winning. So it's not individual sport.
4: I think one of the other things, Josh, that stands out to me too is that's got to make it difficult for teams playing this Pelicans basketball team. Because so, I was saying earlier this year, you have to beat them four times. All right. Well, I don't know who's going to be the leading scorer. And that's a good thing, right? It's kind of like when the Saints offense was... You know, all over the field and throwing points, it, it, it was, it could have been, you know, any of those receivers, tight ends, nine, whoever's night, because Drew just read the field. And and but you also had at the same time, I think, confident players and players that you could depend on, like you didn't feel when Lance Moore's on the field, you you couldn't make a play or first right. down. He was a guy that you probably wanted to go to first down. Stretching the top off the field, you know, was Devery and Meacham, and Colston was your guy. I mean, just so you
5: had that, and I think with this team, it's sort of like that, right? It really is, and, you know, I know we lost the game against the Bucks, but watching that game, it was interesting watching their defense on us and what Brooke Lopez was doing and how he was playing Jonas. And Jonas, he was giving Jonas a shot because he was trying to guard down to make mm-hmm. sure they could double-team. And then Jonas hits, what, seven threes to really open that game up for us. Now, we ended up losing in the end, but it's just interesting to see how the coaches are trying to play yeah. us. And if that one person who they're not trying to guard goes off, we have a great chance of winning uh, almost every night. I think one of the things you've seen, too, as well, the championship
4: caliber teams, right? They're, they're championship caliber for a reason. Yeah, they're the ones that do the better job and, and make it harder to where you're sitting there probably the day after the game going, man, you wish you had bi, right? right. Phoenix, man, you wish you had bi. Again, it took
5: a 58 per- point performance, yeah, to beat sh- you, and we still should have won that game, okay,
4: 100. Yeah, you had a you had a big lead, you blew it. Um Utah, similar thing, had a lead, didn't hold on to it. When you look at Milwaukee, that's a game where, like, having Brandon Ingram absolutely would have helped in that game. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, though, because it's only a handful of teams. Right. Legitimately. It is. But in one year's time, you've gone from how are you going to win enough games to even be in playoff contention to there is a handful of teams that it's going to be a very – like, Memphis is one you look at. Right. They have that stuff, right? Defense, physicality, superstar, things of that nature You can win without like it You got to beat them four times I mean, when healthy We still haven't faced the Warriors at first at full strength You saw what they did to Memphis this past weekend on Christmas right. Day They, they gave them a little reminder of You know, who's the best team
5: in the West Well, if they'd play their players when they come here we Well, again, but that's what I'm saying So
4: you look at some of those teams, though We've seen Denver full strength here And you see Jokic, I mean, he's incredible But, yes. you know at least I can sit here on this Tuesday on the 27 and go, I think the Pels can compete with every team in the Western Conference.
5: Absolutely. I think that's a blessing, too. And that's kind of what Coach keeps saying. You know, he's blessed. He's feeling very lucky that he has the team he has. And he knows exactly what it is that you're saying right now, and that's why he feels that way because he knows in day in and day out he can compete.
4: Rebounding and defense. Steals. If
5: you can do that, if you can
4: play defense, uh, it's incredible. And he said that. Uh, yesterday, we'll play that when we come back, and then we'll turn our attention to the black and gold because, Josh, that's that honestly was one of the best wins I've seen based a, on the conditions, based on how you do it, and go out there and do it. it. It was legit incredible. So open phone lines this hour. want to hear from Pels fans, Saints fans as well. Still got to talk about the bowl games that are coming up on, what, Monday, I think, is uh, Monday the second. Two. Yep, we got this as the... Tigers and Wave playing at the same time at 12 o'clock. So you need two TVs or an iPad or something. Uh, we'll get into all of that in more, plus the Saints and Eagles. They're starting prep at that starting tomorrow. We're live at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic in Lakeview on ESPN New Orleans.
1: Wow, it's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota and Homa great deals like never before never before shop now for a huge selection of new toyotas in stock and more arriving daily great dealer discounts on all the new and pre owned toyotas in stock get two years free maintenance too just click and save at greg but you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices greg's got the deals as your low price leader greg leblanc toyota 220 south hollywood road in homa if you've never been to a rouse's market during the holidays we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's.
2: Terrio, Douay, and Terrio, More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio, Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio, Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. Along Bayou LaFouche in Golden Meadow. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 1. Always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. 2. Wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. 3. Remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. 4. Empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as 2 inches of water. 5. Check the water first if a child goes missing. 6. Stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by eighty-eight percent. Learn to swim. Come on,
7: it's that it's that it's Get up the phone. We want you might need to be on the show.
3: Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengab.
6: You know the, the elements is the elements. We knew it was going to be cold. Um, still had to go out and do a job. Got it done.
4: Dr. Josh Roulette, Gus go with you as we are live at Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic over here in Lakeview. That's Alvin Kamara following the game. we got plenty of locker room sound we're going to get to here in a quick second. First, Josh, man, happy holidays to you.
5: Happy holidays to you, man. I hope you and the fam had a, had a wonderful weekend and Carl got some great presents did. from Santa.
4: I, I um, realized one thing, though. Santa brought him a lot of things that need to be put together, like Legos and uh-huh. bikes and things of that nature, so... <laughs> Um, it was one of those Christmases where he's just looking at you like, <laughs> like let's so go, let's get this done.
5: Right? Yeah, I had a lot of Christmases yeah. like that. My yeah. kids are older now, so. It's uh, bigger things. Yeah. My son wanted a uh, gym in the garage. A gym, gym. Yeah, so I bought him some dumbbells and <laughs> so things. There, there said, you go. There's your there gym. you go. Now go clean out the garage. <laughs> exactly. <right.
4: laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get to that point where I'm like, yeah, you, you'd love to build it. Here you go. And then there you I just go. Look at the box of. He got like the big Millennium Falcon.
5: Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, thirteen hundred seventy two pieces. It's gonna you better be make a table a weeks. Lego table.
4: It's gonna be weeks. Um, so. I definitely want to get into the game here. There are some bowl games going on. You and I were talking about a Georgia Southern losing in the second, almost halftime, minute 40 left in this one. Buffalo up 7-6 in the Camellia Bowl. Coming up at 215, Memphis and Utah State. This is also an ESPN. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, 545, Coastal Carolina, and ECU is a seven-point favorite in that one. Memphis, seven-and-a-half point favorite and late tonight. Still want to watch some football. Still on ESPN. Nine fifteen, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. That ought to be a good one. Uh Should Wisconsin be. four and a half. Chase field over in Phoenix, Arizona. Speaking of Phoenix, JJ Watt announcing this morning this is his final season. We're going to get into wow. later this um this show here as well. All the stuff that's going on with the Cardinals. Congratulations on not being able to beat the Bucks. Unbelievable. On Sunday night. You had that one. You can see why it's a disaster. Yesterday, Cliff Kingsbury was asked. When is Kyler Murray's ACL surgery? He's like he hasn't been told he doesn't know. That is a massive red flag. How does the head coach not know? Right. Many are speculating it's because it's not his problem anymore, because he's going to be fired. There's reports this morning that he may just quit. There's photos and video of him. Look like he's dozing off on the silence. You see that?
5: I didn't see that. No, no. I mean
4: it's it's scary. That's crazy. Yeah. And then you have the Tua situation <laughs> where he went into concussion protocol for the second time yesterday afternoon of symptoms, they are showing a play that many believe it's when it happened. It happened again, Josh, where he's tackled and the back of his helmet hits the turf on it. It's the same thing that kind of happened on the other times, and including the first one where he wasn't in concussion protocol, right? Where he could so, walk. Look, it's believed it's the third <clears throat> concussion this yeah, season. The dude's out, and with two games left, you can't imagine that he's playing. I don't know if you put him back in this season, man. What's scary is. He spoke afterwards, Armando Sil- Silaguro, um, that covers the Dolphins. He said something stood out to him. After the game, Tua was describing or talking about his three straight interceptions. And he said after the second one, like, I'm not too sure. I think I called the wrong play. I mean, it just tells – he played the entire second half concussed, right. Josh. And, I mean, you look at the numbers. It, it's substantially different, right? 89 yards, 299 yards interceptions in the second half. I mean, it's it's scary when you start thinking that because I start thinking of other moments, right? Right. I start thinking of remember Taysom Hill, sure. Last October, it took him twenty four days to get back to practice, and after when he got back, he he told um, you know media members he he had a forty five minute period that he can't remember. You know that that's blanked. That that, that's out. He doesn't remember that. It still haunts me. The Luke Kuechly right Panther Saints game and. He's concussed and he stands. He sits up on the field and he just starts bawling, crying. He's like, "I don't remember doing that, man." When I saw that, that really shook me because I mean that that really. It, it's it, nothing it's to mess serious. with, and
5: then, you know, watching the games, you know, you're always like, "Oh, that's not a foul. That's not this." You know, they're they're wimping yeah. the game up, or whatever people may say. But this stuff is serious, and they need to make sure that the guys who are getting hit, you know, have the protection that they should have, and. You know, it's just scary to know that they go back out there because they have no idea or someone doesn't see exactly what's going on. It can make it worse.
4: And, look, it's getting a lot of the attention, obviously, right so, because it's the quarterback and it's all that. But just this season alone on the Saints, I'm trying to think. what Alave has been out with concussion. James Hurst has been out with concussion. I mean, it's, you know. But those are all different storylines going into it. Look, as far as the win goes – I'm going to be honest, I and mean, I said this all last week. I, I didn't have any idea what I was going to see. You look at the conditions, I'm like, this is going to be an absolute joke. Like, I was thinking... <laughs> Coldest
5: game in Cleveland of all time. I mean,
4: I'm thinking the ball's going to be snapped off the helmet. I mean, the Saints won't get a first down. Like, this is just not a game right. that's intended at all for the Saints to win. And I think when you watch that game, though, and as the game went on, it quickly became apparent... For lack of a better phrase, they gave a bleep. Yeah, there's no other way to look at it. You don't show up and play the kind of game they did if they didn't give a bleep. Not weather. No I mean, and the defense. You got to give them. It was incredible. You yeah. got to give them credit for doing that. And look, and it's been a topic, and I've said it too. It's there's reasons why many believe that maybe the staff isn't the right staff moving forward, and all this different stuff. But if you listen to Dennis Allen. After the game, and the speech that he gave to the to the team in the locker room, it it was for those that are waiting or been wanting to see that emotion. You know, is he in there? And again, a lot of players will tell you he's different from Sean. I mean, a you're trying to replace a potential Hall of Fame coach, right? And and B you're just two completely different people. Now that said, again, we can talk about decisions and all that. I'm just saying when you saw that and the team posted it. It's hard to not hear and feel how proud he is and also that he cares. what that win yeah. meant to him because of everything that it took. Because, again, you had to give a bleep. If you're not in a 100% in those elements, I mean, you're done. You don't have a chance. I mean, you're done. You yeah. have to be mentally ready. And for the entire team to do that, you have to give that man credit, whether it's moving forward or not, whether he gets a 10-year extension, or whether he's done. I'm just saying, the way that team played... Right. You got to give the team credit. And I mean, to hear him in the locker room was something else.
3: We said this was going to be a game about mental toughness. The most mentally tough team was going to win this game. Yeah. And start this thing out down 10 to nothing. And fight and scratch and claw our way back into it. Then get a lead. Then have to finish it at the end, yo. like, that was, that was, that was big boy Rando, NFL football. Rando, that, Rando, with me? Yeah. that was big boy NFL football, all right, okay, I don't have a game ball here with me right now, but I do have one game ball to give out, okay, it's not for any of you, Two. it's for the, it's for the equipment staff. Yeah.
4: could not see that and see the emotion and what it meant to Dennis Allen. Period. I mean, it's impossible. I mean, he dropped several left bombs. I mean, yeah. he said, game ball in for you, bleepers. <laughs> um, but that that's what fans have wanted to see. And, again, we maybe that is him. You know, we just don't see it. Well, he just hides it. You know, like Josh, a you Bellichick. could see. I think everything spilled out in that. I mean, you could see how emotional he was. Because, again, you don't show up and, and, and win that game. And, and look, it came down to the end again. If Joku holds on to that ball, that's a touchdown on third and goal. I mean, <laughs> that, that, is, that is, an absolute touchdown. Right. And you know, and again, it's some of the things this team hadn't done. The drive before that, where they get the, the turnover, they don't get the first down. That's where, what I was going to talk and then about. And Gillick and nothing annoys me more. You have the ball at their 40 something. If you're going to punt, then angle for the sideline, the last thing you can do is kick it in the end zone. Yeah. And he kicks it in the end zone. I mean it's I mean again, there were things in that game, there's a reason to say but that's, the same, right now, Tampa, but.
5: that's the same thing when we played Tampa Bay. They just caught the touchdown. I mean it, over and over again, the defense has really come through in this yeah. team, which is why you know Dennis Allen's a great defensive coach. Yeah. I love hearing that, that clip lets us know that he has enthusiasm for the team. He has a, has that passion that we've been looking for. Um, but it comes down to us making plays on offense to make sure we're not even in that moment. All they had to do is get a first down, kick a field goal, and the game's pretty much locked up. And we couldn't get it, even getting the ball in there 40-45. And we end up Giving them what the ball back on the twenty-five, so uh, that's frustrating watching the game, and then you just think, all right, we're going to lose. And thankfully, they yeah. came through, and we won, and we're still kind of in it. But it's just frustrating from that aspect. I think the defense has played great all year. We've talked about this off mm-hmm. off the radio. Uh, I think the offense is just so they're just not quite clicking the way we want them I think to. It's incredible along
4: those lines, too. And again, massive credit to all these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you still hear them say some things that are kind of incredible to me. Taysom Hill. I mean, we, we went we spent all week, like every caller, everybody that covers the team that came on this show last week. Josh, like this is a Taysom Hill game. This is forty carries. This is like forty carries. All about him. Well, he his, was asked. He had he, his
5: fifty yards. Don't well, we have like a record? Like every time he has fifty w- yards, we win or something. Right.
4: Well, he was asked. You know, did, I mean. You were the game plan, right? Like you—you you were going to come into this game, knowing you were going to be exhausted because they're just going to run you and run you and run you. His answer? Yeah, look, I think that's a question for the guys upstairs.
5: Um, I, I don't—I don't think that we necessarily had a plan or a goal or a mindset. I think my carries came when they came. <laughs> that doesn't make
4: any sense. <laughs> Look, like I said, I'm going to spend this weekend and just enjoy that win. <laughs> but it really does seem like this team wins or puts themselves in position to win despite themselves. They I mean, do. Despite the staff. Right. I, I mean, that's unbelievable. to me. Now, again, you can say that he's just trying to not you know, give, give away things, away. things Whatever. or something.
5: Yeah. I mean, we're all <laughs> – He's like – I mean, geez. But here we
4: go again. They just come what they come. I just – i. That's just remarkable to me. I like, wonder if they the script
5: thing. the first fifteen. Remember, Sean used to well, do that's that. What I'm like <laughs> I, I, they had the whole first fifteen plays script. I don't know.
4: I, I, I don't know. Um, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I
6: mean, you come in, you come into a game like that, knowing what the conditions are going to be, and, and um, obviously, you know, it's, we came in like, all right, we're going to run the ball, and when it permits, we're going to be a, we're going to throw it. You know, it's just kind of like you use your common sense out there. It's not really like a big strategic thing where we talk about it all week. Like it's just. Hey, if we got the, if the wind is in our favor, we're going to throw the ball. If not, then we're going to run it.
4: There you go. Have you ever, like, we just went through that, that, you know, that, uh, pretty big stretch there with two, three days where it was in the team felt like. Jeez, and yeah. It was cold. It was cold. I mean, it was legit cold. Did you walk outside without your shirt?
5: No, I did not no, do that. so
4: you didn't, you didn't do call Granderson <laughs> no. into no passino no, and just.
5: No, I'm, up. I'm, not a, I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> no. I have a house with a heater. <laughs>
4: Granderson on the no shirt pregame situation. Yeah, I
7: mean, it it wasn't really an idea. You know, I I went to Wyoming, so this was nothing new for me. It's all a mindset. So if you come in thinking it's going to be cold, it's going to be cold. So I wanted to get out there and uh, adjust to the weather. And go with no shirt on and Tano, he joined me. So he went to, uh, he was in KC. It wasn't none for him. So we got to warm the bodies up and, you know, get the mind ready to, to play a big game.
4: As a doctor.
5: If that's what it takes, man, go ahead and win. I'll,
4: As a doctor, can yeah. you warm the body up by putting it in the cold?
5: I, I <laughs> definitely believe in mental capacity to do a lot of different things. You know, right. he's, he's skin is definitely cold whether he thinks it is or not, but. You know, I love that. I mean, if that's what it takes to get you mentally ready, then right. go out and get a win, and I-, I love it. Go for it. It's incredible. Quick
4: break where we come back. We'll have more post game sound and, of course, your phone calls 1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. We want to hear about the seventeen ten Saints win, Pelicans winning now three in a row. In Minnesota tomorrow. We'll touch on that as well. It is a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
0: I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs to.
7: Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by
3: the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J.
7: Will, and Max. People with laptops, they want to be smart.
3: No, i want to be I didn't portable say i want to be portable you have a phone if you got What's a phone the difference?
7: Difference? it's the same thing
3: stop
4: a
7: the phone thing. is a
3: computer it's the You're, same the thing reason people are always on their phones it's not a oh, phone God. it's a computer i'm sending technology th-
1: advice from you too <laughs> <laughs> it's the
6: same thing
1: what is this tweeter thing <laughs> gj and max followed by greenie mornings on espn radio
3: and on the espn app they say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengau. The most mentally tough team was going to win this game. Yeah! And start this thing out down 10 to nothing. And fight and scratch and claw our way back into it. Then get a lead. Then have to finish it at the end. yo. Like, that was, that was, that was big boy NFL football. I got a
4: text uh, about that after playing that. Is that his Willie Green's you got to fight speech?
3: Everybody bring it in. You took the best punch. It's a 10-point game going into the fourth quarter. Okay? Get your freaking heads this. up. This is what we live for. This is what we worked hard for. Okay, we ain't giving it up. We are not freaking giving this up. You gotta freaking fight. You gotta fight. That's an award-winning. So what do you
4: think? I mean, is I mean, I think passion-wise, I think yeah. I think child?
5: Willie's was more like, you know, in it's in game, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Dennis, Coach Dennis, is more like, um, thankful. And right? It's like thank gosh like let me let all this out that I've been holding in that's for so what I'm long. Getting at. It, it, there's like no I there's no way
4: you can't hear that. Yeah, it's like a season. out. that's saw, the season coming exactly, out, right? Yeah. So I think Does he hears it. it? It's different. Josh, he hears it. Oh, he it. has to. Yeah. He absolutely knows that knows the city thinking. wants him done. Yeah. Um that this team and, and look and he knows it and he feels it as well. Because the players also verbalize it. They right. know they haven't played to their capacity. Like, it's tough if you're a Saints fan and you're watching this and you're going, well, where the heck has that been? Right. You know. But at the same time, we touched on it. You do see the reasons why still. You know, you still do see the reasons why. But, um I, I don't know, like I said, for however it comes to be, and moving forward or not, though, I, I think you can look back at this season at the end of it and go, hey, and we said this with four games to play, how they showed up. Yeah, how they play those games was going to determine, I think, what you do in the offseason, right? Yeah, you, absolutely. You can tell if uh, players or a team has mailed it in. You can tell. I mean, you can see when players are making business decisions and not tackling or not doing that. But well, you, you know, got yeah. to
5: give them credit for the last. You know, they're coming out. They're still competing really hard. Yeah. They're winning games. They feel like they have a chance, and they do. And they're keeping themselves in it, and it's exciting. You know, to see to see that little bit of. Hope that we have, you know, because in the early early part of the season we really didn't have that, and um, I like to hear that from Coach, and I'm sure the players, as you could hear them screaming, I'm sure they loved it,
4: no doubt. Here's what Alvin Kamara had to say: his um, the focus of he and the team was on getting that win, Josh. We're the ones looking at the standings. Well, look, obviously they understand that, but yeah. I love the mindset. Look, it worked for Tulane,
6: right? The whole one and no thing. Man, well, I mean, we we're not looking at. Uh, playoff chances, playoff hopes. We out here playing football. We got a job to do, and that's win every Sunday, regardless of the, uh, the elements, regardless of circumstance, whatever it is. You know who's hurt, who's up, who's down. It, it, we coming out and trying to get a win, however we can. So that's kind of the the flavor in the in the in the flag of this group. Like, shoot, we just trying to go out and find a way to win. We did that today, and we're going to keep trying to do that for the rest of the season. And wherever we end up, that's where we end up. I, kind of, I I know for me, and I know for those guys in there, like the leaders and the captains, I know we, we're not looking at, oh, we got to make the playoffs. We're looking at, let's get this win, which we did today, and next week we're going to try to get another win. And last week we're going to try to get another win, and where the cards fall, they fall.
5: Yeah. Even his tone sounds different, honestly. I mean, he may not say that, but listening to interviews earlier in the season, maybe four games ago, and listening to that now, like he even has, you know, a little – and what he's saying, and a little belief in the team, you know. Maybe it took time for them to come together this year.
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess that. And also just, you know, an adjustment, I guess, to how you're how you're
0: coached.
5: Yeah.
4: I mean, we've talked about this before using different analogies, whether you're in a relationship where somebody was more dominant than the other or, you know, always did the talking or things right. that nature. You just – I think they were used to being coached a certain way, constantly – being reminded uh, of certain things, uh, getting coached up, if you will, right, verbally by Sean Payton. And you have a guy that's not that kind of personality, and it's not just him, but it's the rest of that staff too, and it's on that side of the ball. And maybe his attention trying to help on the offensive side takes away a bit from the defensive side. You can definitely see that defense has played better the last couple of weeks. Um, so whatever has happened there. But I think a lot of it is, is the player's. You know, doing that and playing for themselves here as well. Yeah. Uncle Earl, thank you for giving us a call here in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. How are you?
0: Hey, Goose. Happy New Year to you. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas, man. We did, man. How was yours? Good, man. Uh, Hey, I got me a big deer, man, so I'll be getting you some deer meat soon, buddy. There you go.
5: Nice. love that.
0: Hey, hey, Goose. Uh, I I was happy with the win, man, but... Well, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy and all this, but where, where has this been? You know, man, is, and it's, and look, it, it was a wonderful win and, and we, we'll see how it goes, going further on, man, but I, I'm standing by what, what I said, uh, and I haven't talked to you in a while, but I, I just don't know about some of these same guys coming back to next year. I mean, is, is that feeling, is your mind changed on that or is it, you know, this one win seems like, I know it's all, just, I don't know if I trust these guys going into next year, especially with the right. people we have coming back, man.
4: I think like Josh and I were talking about it, I, you, you see what happens in these four games. I, I definitely don't think you don't look at what happened before those four, right? but these four, when it's bleaker, coming off of that loss to Tampa, and... Realizing what you got in front of you, and then you add that game like that. This week's no different. You're facing an Eagles team that needs to win one of its last two. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to probably try to play because of the importance of this game. Like you're going back to another cold, air, you know, weather environment. Right. It's not going to be like Cleveland, but it is. I mean, it is a brutal place to play. You know, CD's probably going to try to play even though he's injured. I mean, you. you it, it's the number one team in the NFC. Yeah. So. It's going to be hard for me to not say, well, there's something there with whether this roster or the staff, you go beat Philly this week. I mean, it's going to be hard for me. (laughs) Because it's all about how you show. So, Earl, I think how this team performs the next couple of weeks, I mean, it's the same thing that I think Carolina has a problem with right now. I'm sure their ownership was like, we're going to go out and get this shiny Flashy, big name coach they are going to offer Sean this, but Steve Wilkes—they're playing well. Has absolutely gotten the Panthers playing hard, and they've been doing nothing but winning since yeah. he's Report taken Report cards
5: out. are not out. Report cards, are yeah. Not out. So
4: I, I would say, Uncle Earl, you—you you have to look at, you know, the season as a yeah, everything that that's come to fruition. I, I just yeah. hey, to, to hey, be fair hey, to good, them good. and to everybody else, yeah.
0: Hey, the, um, we still have. We still have Winston under contract for one more year, right? Or can he go somewhere else? Or what's going on with – who do you think would be start quarterback going into next year? I
4: think they're going to trade him. So I said this a, a week ago, Uncle Earl and Josh. And I think my point was this with him, which is why I was like, with four games left, why wouldn't you play Jameis Winston?
0: and, and we're, see and what you have too, because
4: – right, right. Assuming he's healthy. And right. per Jameis, he's ready to go. Excuse me, to see what he can do for two reasons. A, you do have him under contract next year. So is this the guy that you want to? Because, again, I go back to the beginning of the season. They didn't have a quarterback competition. right? It It was was his job. Sheamus is the quarterback. Andy was brought in to be a really good backup. Like, that was the thing. This wasn't a battle. So that's why I was confused by that aspect of it. And then you go back to the week before that. Uncle Earl, which Jameis Winston came out and said... This was, you know, i kind of been lied to. I mean, so there's a disconnect already there, which makes me think that he's not coming back. And obviously the fact that he didn't start him tells me where this team feels about him. But you do have another year on his contract. Now, can you release him? Sure you can. Can you trade him? Maybe you can do that. But that's why another reason of put him out there to show he can do something. Right. But look, I, I have a hard time believing Jameis Winston is back with the Saints next year. Based off of what I've seen, how they handled the situation, how he spoke in the locker room about it, and it just, it, for whatever reason, they don't, it didn't work. It didn't mesh. It didn't, and I'm not even talking about the play on the field. Everything. You know, I mean, just the yeah. way it was handled the last couple of weeks, it's hard to not look at that and be like, oh, they're going to go eat dinner in the offseason and everything's going to work out again.
5: I don't see him playing them, playing him either. No, so. no. I mean,
4: well, I mean, Dennis last week said he gives us the best chance to win over and over again. Andy Dalton. You know? So that's what he believes. So I do think the Saints have to go for a younger quarterback next year in the draft or off of somebody else's roster, whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's, you know, you get in for the sweepstakes for Jordan Love or whatever. But I do think you have to go. I do not, do not think it's my opinion. You go the route of the vet that hasn't worked out elsewhere route, Please. which a number of teams Please. did. And I know there's a lot of people like, hey, go get Derek Carr. Go get Jimmy G. You know what? Let the Jets go. I just I don't think that's, A, they're expensive. So if you're trying to get back under the cap, get your house in order from that situation, it's not going to help you to go get Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, all these quarterbacks that are 200 mil. It just, that just doesn't make any sense. So, that's realistically, it's a,
5: a tough trade-off you're talking about, though. I mean, I, you're talking I about I having a guy who's young and rebuilding and taking a chance. But that's know?
4: why I'm saying I think realistically, Andy Dalton. I mean, look, there's there's no doubt about it. Da likes this guy.
5: Yeah, I thought I think he's played really well. So, to be honest with you,
4: I think Andy Dalton is your starter next year going into it, Um and you you draft the quarterback and you. Give him a year, or or you you know at worst you do what Pittsburgh did. You know team starts terrible, you go to Kenny Pickett route,
5: right? Or
4: you you do what Atlanta did. You keep going, and if you get out of playoff contention, well then he starts the next couple games like Desmond Ritter and stuff. So, but I think you find the QB. I I think realistically, even if it's Sean Payton, and you get that first, it's late, mid to late first, early second that you're going to get this guy. So, realistically. Based the way this team has performed, I could be completely wrong. They could go try to go get a vet and all that stuff, but I mean, they did. They tried to go get Deshaun Watson, so they put you. That kind of gives you an idea of what what,
5: what they're thinking was, and what they're yeah. trying
4: to do. But um, I have a hard time thinking that it's not Andy, because again, just economically it makes sense. Because you got to make decisions on Michael Thomas again under contract. Right. Um, Marshawn well, isn't Marshawn. Well, not just that, but what do you do with? You know, Cam Jordan, DeMar, I mean, there's, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made on that. So, as important as it is, is quarterback where you're going to go spend more money on, or do you... Because Andy's not going yeah, to be you no know, $200 million. You know, you could probably do a two-year deal, team option, player option for the second, one year signed, yeah, 12 to 14 mil. Kind of like what you paid, you know, Jameis this season. So, I... I just think that makes a lot of sense. But. Why don't
5: you text Mickey and let him know?
4: I'm not <laughs> texting him that at all because there's other things I'd like to text. <laughs> Regardless, though, back to the phone lines when we come back. And that's Dr. Josh Rullett. I'm Gus Kattengill. We'll tell you more about the services here as well yeah. and Lakeview Massage and Therapy when we come back. This is Sporting over in ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's in Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or Bn View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans.
2: He's back. He's got like
3: thing that shot. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katangal. Now
0: Temple didn't
4: pull the trigger. Top of the key, Jonas. Spins left. Hook pass over the top of his head to
1: Temple. Garrett faked the shot. Found Kyra right Corner three!
3: That was some slight of hand ball movement, and that's Kyra Lewis's first three of the season. Yeah, incredible!
4: The crowd reacting to that. I'm going to play what Willie Green had to say about that. Ali Cosell is going to join us at 2:30. Made that observation. Don't look now, Josh, but uh, not only we're I, I think a basketball town, but uh, a very knowledgeable one too. The crowd knows when to get up and when to cheer. 18,636, another sellout yesterday. My dad calls me at 6.15. He's like, I'm in traffic. I'm by the Metairie Country Club, you know, coming from Lakeside going to the West Bank. Right. It's like, I'm in, I'm in traffic. And, and I've had season he's seconds. like, is it a sellout? I'm like, I don't know. I don't – I mean, I didn't think it would be. And, again, I'm not it, – it, it's the Pacers. It's the day after Christmas. Right. It's Tuesday. But, dude, we just kept looking out the window in the studio. And Joe and I like, I mean, it. I think it's a sellout. And I'm texting Todd. He's upstairs, you know, inside. Yeah. I'm like, dude, people are still pouring in well after the first quarter starts. I mean, you know all
5: about that. Yeah, I mean, I've had season tickets or, like, you know, packages for the last five, six years, whatever it is. Yeah. And you can always, like, kind of move games around while well, I let her know I wasn't going to be there. Can I move a game? She said, we're sold out the rest of the season. Lower Bowl sold out the rest really? of the season. No kidding. No. Yeah. So there's no moving games, no moving tickets. Um. Which is exciting. That's you know that's the fact great that they know that yeah, I haven't from, known this, and so you just broke some news to me. but yeah, that's, you're uh, that's
4: incredible. But again, that gives you the idea. Yeah, the town of, is
5: the town is noticing, uh, and I think the thing about those games is they're just so much fun. They're easy to get to. Uh, there's two two hours, two and a half hours in your home. home. Literally, I'm home at nine thirty. Yeah. I leave the office at six, go to a game, you know, have a lot of fun, eat dinner with my son. We we cheer, we walk out, we're home at nine thirty, and, and it doesn't get much better than that. And they're winning. That's a big key. It's like, <laughs> a big key. But
4: here's the thing again, what's incredible about last night, you didn't have Zion. Right. That's a draw. You, right. you still haven't seen Brandon Ingram in almost a month. I know. Okay. I mean, he's a draw. I mean, he's, he he was part of the reason last year this team organically fell in love with him because it had nothing to do with Zions. I Zion didn't play. Right. Oh, last year. He didn't get him into the, the play-in game. It was B.I. having those moments on national TV where, you know, the, the crew on TNT, like, this guy's arrived. I mean, he's saying, you hadn't seen him. Yeah. You hadn't seen him. People love Herb Jones. He was out. Even the Aussie. They Have love you Dyson been in for Daniels. a Jose chant?
5: That's what I'm saying. Jose, Jose, I mean, it's, it, that's what I'm getting at. It's incredible
4: fine. that people are actually there. And I'm just kind of chuckling watching this game as they build a 29-point lead against a very good Pacers team. And right. this defense is just, I mean, left and right. Most of these highlights, dude, is incredible. Based off of these Defensive plays and stops And we're going to play that here coming up a little bit But I want to play this of what Willie Green had to say about the team Having another sellout
7: It's a credit to the people here in New Orleans Um, They support our team They support these guys And like you said It's cold outside, it's gloomy uh, rain, whatever it is, they come, they pack it out, and they have a great time. And we feed off that energy. It's it's always fun to come home and play in front of these fans. It's great. I had the luxury of playing here as as a player, and now to get to coach and, and see the building fill up, uh, it's a credit to the the work that these guys are putting in.
4: And then he was asked specifically about from Ali about the crowd reacting after that three.
7: Incredible um, that the fans. Are so aware and and so educated on what's going on with the, with our team. I love it, and and I love it for Kyra. I've said it before, but the work that he put in with Jana on our medical team and our performance team, Uh Coach Teaspoon, in the off season when no one was here, they were here uh, getting after it, and to see what he had, what he's bounced back from. And this, I told him, I said, you know, you forget how fast Kyra is until you see it up close and personal in a game, and I'm just super proud of him and and all the things that he's doing to to get back on the floor and help us.
4: You know, it's incredible, December 8th, that was the last home game that Kyrie Lewis from last year that he had played. (laughs) Yeah, wow. So that was the first time, you know, afterwards and he played, and he he talked about it with with Todd uh, afterwards in the walk-off interview about what it was like, and look, it, it was on his mind you know, front and center, uh, about that here as well. Tyra. <laughs> how
0: you doing?
4: I'm doing great. I know you're doing well. Also, how, just how good does it feel just to be back on the floor with your teammates, especially in this building?
6: Uh, I feel good. Uh, last time I played here, I got hurt. Um, just working all year to get back on the court. I uh, was
4: a tremendous feeling. So, I mean, you got to imagine it's.
5: Oh, it's got to be amazing. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's just another weapon to have.
4: His another, bur- his burst just is unreal. another guy. It's, it's like
5: old school John Wall or something. Like he he gets after it fast. You know, it's
4: some one of those things too that you don't think about.
5: But last night's a big
4: example. OKC was a big example. The game before that was a, a big example, right? It was San right. Antonio? It was that? Those are games that are winnable, but when you lose your players and you don't full strength, they turn into losses and. Yeah. And you're sitting here in March going, man, I wish I had that game. wish we were healthy. Yeah, right. right. And you're sitting in April like you're a game or two out of the fourth spot. You're like, man, if we only would have had, but, you know, we didn't have anybody. The fact that you're winning those, th- th- it almost feels like it's going to pay dividends twice. Not only do you get the win, and you still stay above that, you know, higher in the standings. But I'm telling you, those are games you're going to sit there in February yeah. and March and, and just be thankful for that man those are games you you know could have won but didn't because right. this guy was out no one could score no that's what's incredible about this is that you can call Kyra up you know to go play we need you hey Jackson we need you these are guys that aren't going to see a lot of minutes later on when everybody's healthy but yeah. not Just only do they come in ready and, but they play and, and, they, and they get you wins I mean that, that's what's incredible you're getting wins when you shouldn't right. and that's what I mean like Yesterday I'm sitting there like, there's no way. I mean, I, and they
5: did. And it not only did, it was convincing how they did it. But it was based off of the defense. defense, man. Yeah. It's, uh, 10 steals, 6 blocks last night. I think I saw a stat on there, you know, we're the second most steals, behind, I think behind Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, in the season. And so many times we've had 10 plus steals in the game is like first or second in the league. Uh, these guys are where they're supposed to be, you know, in and out of the lanes and their hands are out and, it's fun to watch. If you watch a lot of basketball, it's fun to watch. A lot of times it you're just looking for offense. But I love watching them play defense.
4: I, that's one of the reasons, uh, I guess, things that I saw um, when the crowd was turning. Becoming basketball. Look, I, I, look yeah. go watch something with teams win, and you saw a lot of people in that play-in game show up. Hey, let's see what this excitement's all about. Yeah, But I'm talking about the knowledge, the basketball IQ of the fan base and understand it. And, and you saw it. They get just as jacked up when her blocks a three-point shot or Jose steals the ball right than a dunk. It's just as good court. as a dunk, yeah. It's unreal. And when you feel that and that's that kind of energy, then there's no off time for the opposing team. Right. And here's the other thing. That was the 14th win at home. New Orleans has more wins at home than any other team in the Western Conference. Really? Yeah. Gives you an idea. So, yeah. you know, again, for, for not being a basketball town, it's legitimately turning into a home court advantage. And to the point that you just said, the bottom bowl, you know, you're being told yeah. your season taking over. <laughs> yeah, can't that's, move any more games. That's incredible, that. man. Um, LakeviewMassageTherapy.com. That's if you want to go look at any of the things that, uh, they do over there, which is incredible. And then also, you see family to see all the things that you and the rest of your staff over here in this building do here. The beauty of it is just one building,
5: separate. One building each, over. Right yeah, here in West I mean, Harris. We're right here. They, um, we have eight therapists over there now. They're all really wow. incredible. Um, they, they can offer almost any type of service that you want. They're all very skilled in what they do. It's not something like you say, uh, on the radio where it's just like going and getting rubbed down, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something where they're going to work you out. They're going to stretch you to the point of you might be a little sore the next day, but it's what your body needed to heal. Uh, They set you up with plans over there. The person, you know, that you see can share the information with another therapist or see you multiple times just to make sure you're doing the correct rehab. Uh, It goes so great with PT. It goes so great with chiropractic. Um, It's something that everyone should try, especially going into the new season, uh, or, or the new year and you're trying to get yourself healthy again, massage is a great way to get your body prepped for that exercise that you're about to start doing.
4: When you go to Lakeviewmassagetherapy.com, you just hover over massages and therapies, and there's the menu of all of that. I do not see marriage-saving massages. <laughs> yeah. This, I forgot.
5: To get I didn't the have massages. a room big enough for those couple massages. I forgot, massages, to, get, I forgot
4: so. to get the Oh, <laughs> shit. So I got to – And
5: you said it on radio. So yeah. Well, the,
4: Right. So – um She's off this week. There's any appointments left this week?
5: (laughs) There might be a couple. There might be a
4: couple, dude. I didn't even. I don't know what day it is. Yesterday in the post game show, I kept saying it was Tuesday. My wife texted me because she's listening. Right, Joe, our producer, and then um. Dominic Mitchum, uh, one of the engineers, like, guys, it's, Gus, it's Monday. And I'm like, I don't know what day it is. So, yeah, I mean, next thing you know is
5: the holidays due to us. I mean, I,
4: I hooked her up. She got new diamond earrings.
5: There stuff. you go. So, I mean, you, there you go. but, yeah, I completely forgot. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> let me leave here without setting something up for her.
4: But uh come um, check it out. Like I said, it's absolutely something that it's, it's worth it for sure. So, com, And also, if you want to go see all the different things that Josh and his folks here do. It's UCFamilyChiropractic.com. They are sponsors of our phone line. They will remain open for the next
0: segment when we come back to support Hangover and ESPN New Orleans.